0: If you've never had a water problem, you will one of these days. Stick around as Jim Dutton takes questions about leaks under the house. It's often not what you think. Water leaks in the shower, a problem with gutter guards, and much more. This is the Super Podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Here's
1: Jim Dutton. John, how are you today? Um, I'm out
2: here working my honey. (laughs) Hey, I got the truck to cool off because I heard you were on the radio. I've got a big question. It's really important to me. Okay. I'm under contract to buy a house. It's Pier and Beam, and uh, I finally got to go underneath there when the inspectors came, and there's two places where water are coming out of the soil. There's a little bit of a slope. I'm not going to call it a hill. So one end of the house is about two feet. By the time it gets towards the back of the house, about five feet about a third of the way in, there's two different places with waters coming out of the ground and running off the property, down the ditch and away. And both yep. the inspectors said it's not coming from the water meter or the water meter would be spinning.
1: It very well can be groundwater coming up, but it can be several other things as well. It can be the, wa- the city's main line having a leak. You know, it doesn't have to be after the meter. Yes. Uh, I had a a situation one time where I I went to a church and they just had massive amounts of water coming through the soil. And it ended up that a city water main had a leak in it and it was just traveling underground because this church was downhill from it uh, and had a, a large flat area. That's where the water chose to come out. And so it very well can be that. Um, honestly, one of the things that I would probably check real close before purchasing the house is see how that foundation is sitting. Uh, because if, if it's doing a lot of movement, uh, I normally don't say this, but in, in in this situation, I would avoid the house if it's doing a lot of movement. If it's sitting solid, then we can find what the leak is and it can be addressed. Uh, whether it's groundwater or what it can still be addressed.
2: Okay, do you do the groundwater work?
1: Yeah, we can we can handle that as well.
2: They what I've been told is there were some French drains installed on the high end of the house to route the water around and their gutter system is routed into the ground into a pipe away from the house. And they've gutters all the way around. But this uh, and they just had the house leveled within the last 3 years.
1: Okay, so you' and, will, you'll be able to check and see. You know, has it held in the last three years? Um, has they, has they, have they always had this water problem?
2: Um, my real estate agent not let me talk to owner. I have to go real estate agent to real estate. Yeah, and I can't talk to directly, and I can send questions.
1: John, so it's been three years since somebody worked on the foundation. So the thing to be to do would be to check and see if it's moved since then uh secondary uh, let's let's see if we can figure out where this water is actually coming from and there are ways of testing and probing and doing things to to figure out where it's coming from and honestly i would not jump on buying it until after you do some of these things okay i don't know how many days you've got left in in your uh option period but call your realtor and see if you can get an extension for a couple of days. Okay. If, the, if those people are call. serious about selling they they'll give that.
2: Okay, great. Thank you very much. All right. This is for those people too. They believe there's a spring on the property, but I don't believe their spring is under the house. I believe it's caused by something else.
1: You know, everybody always thinks there's a spring, but 99% of the time it's not.
2: But it sure isn't good to see it underneath the house, and it wasn't until I got inspectors out there that I gained access to go look myself. And there's yeah,
1: <laughs> how much it's, water is that is actually running, is flowing?
2: Uh, it fill a five gallon bucket in about two minutes.
1: Ooh, you got you got a pretty good water flow yeah. then.
2: That's what both the suit the septic inspector and the general home inspector said. It's not a leak. It's not coming from the meter. The meter would be spinning. Yeah, the volume will. That we're seeing going past here. I said, could it be rainwater coming down the hill and seeping through here? it could be, but that wasn't what they're there for. They didn't find any leaks anywhere on any of the plumbing or the septic or sewage. And uh, that was a good report. But yeah, I got to get this water issue stopped. Uh, I just. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because of that water flow, I, I wouldn't jump on it until we can get some answers. You bet. Thank you. Let's uh, head to the west side. John, this is Jim. How can I help you?
0: Hey, Jim. Really appreciate your show and, and what you provide the community. So let me just start there. Thank you. I um, w- wanted to get your thoughts. I mean, one, quickly on the insulation in the walls and whatever, with foam insulation. Is there ever a moisture problem with humidity and things like that? I'm, I'm guessing. I just have... I don't know anything about this, so I just thought. Well, I wonder if there's humidity issues or something where it gets trapped, or that that doesn't happen. No. I'm guessing with that uh, foam insulation.
1: B- no, because it's filling the entire void, and uh, you know, I one of the questions I did have when I first started looking at foam insulation like that was, uh, you know, how does it do with water and moisture and stuff? And it it does form a a water proof membrane, and okay. so it, it's not going to have any. Moisture issues.
0: Okay. Uh, I can't beat that then. Okay, thanks. And uh, now, the primary purpose was... I, I will what? tell you
1: also, though, real quick, that that's the reason I always recommend you know, uh, not encapsulating the whole house, that you leave the attic with, like, fiberglass or something so it's breathable. Got it. Got and it. Makes sense. And that controls the moisture issues in the house better that way.
0: Gotcha. Good point. Not to be trapped with foam everywhere, I guess that would Correct. be. Correct could be uh, choking someone. Uh, I wanted to, my daughter is, is looking to um, buy a house, and she actually has the appraiser out there, and, and he basically has lots of, what I'll say, little things but not anything big. wanted to get your thoughts about the siding on the walls where they tend to have, I think it's like a 20-year-old house, but siding tends to have gaps between the siding. Any thoughts about uh, how you address that kind of issue with gaps? I don't think you'd want to put a... I don't know. Did you put caulk it, or what's your thoughts?
1: Well, where it where it meets around doors and and uh, window trims and things like that, it does get caulking there. Are you talking about gaps between the pieces of siding?
0: Sorry, I'm talking about the gaps between the the siding itself, not not right. not in the corners, but in the
1: yeah, between the pieces wh- of siding.
0: The... Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah. Normally, you you can caulk that as well, but if it's like a lap siding. There's usually a a little sleeve of like felt paper or something behind it, so that if moisture uh-huh. did go through that opening, it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, gotcha. You know, so okay. But just for aesthetics purposes, uh, yes, a lot of times it is caulked and then, of course, painted over.
0: Okay, is is that fairly common as a house ages to have gaps between the siding? Uh, it's the I think it is planks like uh, your thoughts
1: there it is uh, you know because the the building materials expand and contract as moisture and temperature changes and so over the years of doing that uh, you do end up getting some some gaps here and there okay gotcha okay well it sounds like nothing to be alarmed with uh, so much so okay well thank you as always jim appreciate you bet hey you take care tom in west houston how can i help you
3: yes I got a question about gutter guards Uh, we bought our house new about 18 years ago and a contractor installed these like solid black gutter guards that just kind of go all the way across the the, the gutter and then we had one that was a problem on the second story the water just kept coming off and the guy took a look at it he showed it it had filled up with some kind of sediment and stuff I guess off the roof and stuff and And so he put a screen and replaced that gutter guard where he said, you can go up there from time to time and clean the gutter. He says, you need to do that with all your gutters, really. So I was wondering, does that make sense to get rid of these solid tin gutter guards that are on the top of all these gutters at our house?
1: Well, I thought the purpose of uh, most of these gutter covers and guards and all this stuff was so you didn't have to go clean them.
3: I did, too. The thing is, though, if stuff gets in there and you, and you can't get it out, that's no good either. Right. So we've only had trouble with that one that he put the screen on. I mean, do, do these solid covers do these work? I mean, oh yeah, they, they work. Like-
1: they work great. Did you have covers that were added to your existing gutters or gutters with covers?
3: Gutters with covers. Okay. So original original installation.
1: Okay. Yeah, so your you, your question was, do they work? And yes, they actually work very well. I mean, typically the, the two brands that I'll refer to people is going to be uh, Gutter Max and Gutter Guard. And I've never really heard of anybody having any issues with those.
3: Well, you know, it may be that 10-foot stretch up there that's right up under the dormer. It's a two-story uh-huh. house, and then that dormer's up like a third story by, by where the uh, attic is. Maybe that was misinstalled, and that's why that got all clogged up. Yeah, if it's got the wrong slope on
1: else. it or something, that would that would give it yeah. a problem.
3: So, so maybe just having having a uh, a screen on that one will solve my problem. Because I haven't seen any trouble anywhere else. And and the guy says, oh, it's coming, it's coming. So maybe I just wait and see if the problem comes. And instead of wasting money taking these others all out, and then like you say, then you got a re- recurring thing. And the others haven't given me any trouble. So
1: right. Yeah, and and like I said, I i I mean they're not sponsors or anything. I just I've mm-hmm. checked out those type of gutters and they work extremely well. So, and and
3: it could very well the, the the name sounds familiar, but it's been so long. It was like eighteen years ago we hired a general contractor. We bought the lot, so I don't I have to do some digging to see the brand. But yeah, okay, well, well, that's well and, and
1: and honestly, if it's been eighteen years, the the fasteners could have come loose and things like that that change the pitch and that can mess them up.
3: We just that one piece up there. So yep. I think I'm, I'm just going to stick and th- go through a few more years. And if I don't have a problem, I'm not going to do it I'm trying to fix something that's not a problem. So thank there you, you
1: so go. much. You bet. Take care. Jerry, this is Jim. How can I help you?
4: Hi. This is in reference to your uh, newsletter I get uh, about generators. Okay. I'm thinking about getting a generator, but I'm wondering if I could store it. I have a detached garage. And I'm wanting to know what would be the downside of storing it in a detached garage.
1: You're talking about a portable one now, or are you talking about one that would be permanently mounted in the garage?
4: Let's just say permanently mounted. Ventilation. Okay, that's what I kind of thought. thought that there would be a ventilation problem in there. Okay, okay, great. And the reason why I I wanted to store it in my garage was because I have uh, a panel box on the back of the garage... And I figured it would be a short run to to power the generators.
1: Yeah, so but you, uh, can you
4: put it on the outside of the back of the garage? Uh, no, because it'd be an, on an alleyway. and Gotcha. Concerns somebody might mess with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, great. This this answers my question. Thank you so much, Mr. Dutton. Have a good you day. You bet.
1: You take care. Ah, Walter in Niederland. How are you today?
5: I'm good. Uh, my question is... Uh, Painting a T111 siding. Okay. I've got a shed I, I built uh, back in 09 and I painted it twice and the paint peels off, uh, you know, every time. And uh, I need to get it painted again. And I just wonder what kind of paint would I use? Would I use that ready seal on there first? or
1: No, the uh, the ready seal is to go on to uh, raw wood. So yes, one, once it's painted, it, it wouldn't do anything for you. And when, when it's peeling, is it peeling all the way down to bare wood, or is it peeling where you're seeing the primer?
5: Well, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if I used a primer b- before. I painted blue one time and then an olive green the next, and uh, well, I pressure washed it part of it. One, the end that was worst, and it knocked almost all the paint off.
1: Okay, now I just didn't
5: mm-hmm. know if there was a certain brand of paint that would be better.
1: Did did it knock? It did it knock uh, both colors off or just uh, down it, to it the knocked, first color?
5: Yeah, it, it knocked down, it knocked almost all of, of the, it's almost down to bare wood, about 90% of it.
1: Okay, so then what we need to do is go ahead and clean it up real good. You may have to hit it with the pressure washer a little bit more, let it dry thoroughly, and then prime it. And uh, okay. after after it's primed, then you can put a, a good paint on it, like a uh, you know high end Sherwin Williams or Kelly Moore, uh, one of those type of paints on there, and it should stick. You know, a lot of times people do try to to shortcut and and not prime, and you do get into a peeling problem then, because what the primer does is it it soaks in and and gives it a base to adhere to.
5: Right. Well, some of the paints, you know, they say they have primer in them, but you still think I need to do a primer coat first?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, bluntly, there's a lot of like bare paint and stuff like that that'll say it's it's uh, got the primer in it. I, I still recommend you put the primer on.
5: Okay. Now, what what would I ask for when I go down there to buy a primer?
1: Just, Just that primer? Uh, primer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a brand okay. I like to use. It's called Zinzer. Z I N z-e-r yes sir and uh just ask Uh, for some primer by that one okay all right very good i appreciate your help you bet you take care yes
6: sir bye-bye russell how can i help you okay so i got a bunch of dogs and they would always end up running out and there's kind of a semi-wet little creek bed that they would play in Um, and then they would track mud and dirt and everything else into the house. So I bought one of those, and I know this is, you know, don't laugh at me, but I bought one of those little uh, light blue plastic kitty pools from, like, the Dollar General. Right. And then I I got some half cinder blocks, and I uh, got a a little, uh, you know, water pump or a fountain pump, and i built a fountain in my front yard and and then i put goldfish in it so that it would keep you know if no mosquitoes would get into it right because i don't need any more mosquitoes than i already got down there my only real problem the dogs love it i love it it sounds great but i cannot keep mud out of it from the dogs tracking it in yeah do you have any suggestions I'm not, not expecting them. I just figured, <laughs> what the hell? Why not ask? Them?
1: <laughs> uh, is there grass around it or, or what's around it?
6: I, I, mostly I have mulch around it. Okay. Be- because the dogs tend to, they, you know, they, I, all that they used to be, you know, uh, farmland. And there right. are so many crawfish out there, I could dig a crawfish, you know, to a pond. And that's what the dogs dig for is the crawfish
1: put artificial you know, turf around it? Um, and I've been would, thinking
6: about that.
1: That would clean the dog's feet as they're going into it, but typically when you install artificial turf, you put crushed granite under it. And right. uh, that'll, you know, between the turf and the crushed granite, that'll keep them from digging it and uh, that that should solve the issue.
6: Huh. I hadn't thought about the crushed granite.
1: Yeah, that's that's what's used uh, underneath artificial turf to to give it drainage and everything.
6: Okay, well, I'm glad I called you again. All (laughs) righty. Thank you very much. You have a great day. You as well. Take care.
1: David in Victoria, welcome to Texas Home Improvement.
7: Yeah, no dogs here, but I do have a question about siding. Okay. Uh, I uh, have used hardy uh, siding. I'm pretty sure it's James Hardy uh, on my home when I redid the siding. Very happy with it. I had a pool house built, uh, used hardy siding and very happy with it i'm looking at new construction on the coast and the builder that i've kind of looked at for several years now uses uh smart siding and i'm just wondering what your opinion is the smart siding versus the james hardy or a
1: hardy plank okay you know the the biggest difference i know
7: i know who your sponsor is
1: oh no I, i i get calls about smart side all the time The biggest difference is it's it's got a synthetic in it, um, and it does have wood chips in it. So, you know, some of the benefits that you get out of Hardy as far as bugs and stuff like that, you can actually have some of those issues with SmartSide. It is rare. Uh, But as far as a siding, if I wasn't, honestly, if I wasn't using James Hardy siding, which I've used James Hardy for 40 years now, uh-huh. I uh, I would probably be looking and using smart side. I don't have any real complaints on it. Uh it's a good siding. I just prefer James Hardy siding because I know what I've got there and I don't have to worry about it.
7: Yeah, I understand. So the other thing I noticed is that I've looked at some of the construction and progress uh and with that smart siding this particular builder uses no vapor barrier at all. There's nothing between the wall studs and the uh, siding, and so I'm just wondering about his opinion even, on that.
1: He's not even using uh, any type of board back there.
7: No, it's just the siding yeah, he's, on the
1: studs. He's he's not following the the manufacturer's installation. I don't believe.
7: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm. I'm looking at it before the insulation goes in. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he's doing something else, and I'm just not catching it. But I mean, yeah,
1: because normally, normally you would put a sheathing on first, and then that siding over it, because otherwise, it's going to get waves between the uh, between the studs.
7: Well, you've answered my question, and I appreciate it. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller, and I appreciate
1: your time. Hey, thank you very much for the call. Margie in Huffman, welcome to Texas Home Improvement.
8: Oh, thank you very much. How
1: can I help you today?
8: I have a shower that has only been installed about three years ago. I'm afraid to say a company did not do it. Just two individuals did it. I have two leaks on the floor. I have two shower heads. I have one shower head, and then along the long wall, I have the handheld. Okay. I realized about a month ago maybe two months ago uh, that I have two leaks one is on the bottom of the shower directly where the shower head is on the small wall then also have a leak on the shower floor along the big wall but it's not directly below where that uh, handheld shower is located so I have two leaks there on the shower floor my friend told me just cut the water off and i i have done that and um took me about a week for the leak that was coming uh about the middle of that one long wall i kept putting towels there it it took about a week to finally just no more moisture there Uh but i myself cannot figure out what it is i had a friend come look at he couldn't i'm trying to See your advice on who I could call that wouldn't tear up my shower, maybe that could figure it out first.
1: So, and let me make sure, though the water, the leak did stop when you shut the water off, but uh, prior to that, was it leaking all the time or just uh, when you would use that shower?
8: Just when the shower was used. I'm not sure exactly how long it's been leaking, only because My granddaughter and um, the twins live with me, and so they use that shower. I just realized one evening when I put the towel in the laundry room that it was sopping wet. And I asked my granddaughter, I said, well, did you put the towel in the shower, the bottom of the shower, as soon as y'all got through? I thought maybe it was still leaking a lot. She said, no, we waited. But she said, I noticed it's been real wet. I mean, the towel was just like sopping wet. I don't know, so I'm not sure how long it's been leaking. So I don't know. It just leaks. Oh, it just leaks when they take a shower.
1: Okay. And that makes a huge difference what somebody's looking for because, um, you know, it, it can be a, a few things, uh, but that starts narrowing it down to where it's probably after the diverter. So it can be in the rise going up to the shower heads or the pipe to the handheld. If you give my office at Due West a call, Talk with Alton, okay. and uh, he'll be able to help. The water that's okay. leaking, is it coming into the shower or out on the floors, uh, around the shower?
8: It's coming um, into the shower floor on the towel.
1: Okay, yeah, so it's more than likely than going to be, you know, where, where the on and off valve is. It'll be after that. Otherwise, it would be leaking all the time. So okay. th- the, the other question I have for you, you say you shut the water off to it?
8: I did because I didn't, well, I didn't know what to do.
1: Right, but uh, did you shut the water off to the entire house, or do you have a uh, manifold system just, where you could shut off just the that bathroom or something?
8: I could just shut off that shower.
1: Okay, because so one I of the things— ac-
8: I haven't actually turned it back on. You asked me a question about was it leaking all the time. Right. And I said, I said no, but I thought, okay, well, Margie, you're not the one that's using the shower, so maybe I should double-check that and turn the water back on and make well, sure. Well, and, and
1: that's what I was just going to ask you about because, and you really don't, you might want to do that before calling a plumber. And the reason okay. I say that, that's going to give him information that he doesn't have to stand there and wait for because uh, you can turn okay. it on, uh, leave it on, and see if you start having water come out. If you don't, just okay. leave it on until you do. And you may never have water, but if you never have water come out, that tells us 100% it's after the shower valve. And so that tells them exactly where to start searching for the problem.
8: Okay, okay. That helps me a lot. I appreciate you asking me those questions I hadn't thought of. Okay. Thank you so much.
1: You take care.
0: Thanks for joining us for the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.